Hey guys, it's your favorite podcasters. I'm Shruti. And I'm Adi. Um, welcome back to You Don't Ask, But We Deliver. Um, so basically what brought us back um, to wanting to record another episode has been um, recent events tied to SCOTUS, our good old friend. Um, basically, in case you live under a rock, <laughs> recently um, they're basically the Supreme Court, um, uh, they're, I guess, a bunch of their stuff got leaked and essentially um, their decision on potentially overturning Roe v. Wade got leaked. And this is unprecedented. Um, they really haven't had any decisions get leaked prior to the event, like prior to their judgment. Um, but this essentially happened the day of um, the Met Gala. Um, so as everyone's sitting there, if you care about the Met Gala at all, um, uh, as everyone was sitting there judging everyone's Met Gala outfits, this kind of dropped and was huge news, obviously, because it's a, essentially like a way bigger deal on a national scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, we just wanted to sit down and talk about what kind of this late news means and basically what the current rhetoric is um, in regards to Roe v. Wade. Um, so I guess as a quick like rehash for Roe v. Wade happened, um, this case happened back in the 70s, and essentially um, SCOTUS ruled that um, nationally um, abortions were protected and that any um, woman had a right to an abortion if that was their um, choice. Um, they were legally allowed to terminate the pregnancy, and that was... Um, that liberty was uh, on a national level protected. Um, and so that's been in place since the 70s. I believe we've probably mentioned this on previous episodes, but we've like kind of talked about how the Republican Party like has taken on this pro-life stance and we'll always have conversations about potentially overturn Roe v. Wade, but that they've never really taken dramatic action to do that on a national level. Yeah. Um, and we kept talking about that, kind of saying, oh, would it really happen? Is it going to happen? Are they just kind of teasing that to like hold on to Christians as a solid support? Um, and basically kept going through that. But after this leaked statement, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit shocked that they were actually moving forward <laughs> with the action. Um, yeah. But I guess, true, if you want, talk about what it means to overturn the weight in the first place, and then we can kind of jump into our thoughts. Yeah, so basically, when now that this draft has leaked that potentially Roe v. Wade could be overturned, instead of abortion sort of being a nationally protected right, it'll now be brought down to the states. So now the states can decide whether or not they will choose to protect or restrict or just completely ban abortion. Generally, the idea has been that strongly blue states like California, Illinois, New York, they are going to protect abortion and women that live in those states will still continue to be able to access abortion, um, have access to abortion health care. But in states like Georgia and other red states, essentially what they're going to do is totally ban it. So now, depending on where you live in the U.S., kind of will determine what rights you get. Right. So... I guess essentially it just becomes like a state's right. So it's no longer, that liberty is no longer protected on a national level. And we'll kind of get back to like what that logic means on a more grand scheme. Um, Cause it is 
it's a bit alarming, but um, I guess we can just talk about, you know, kind of the rhetoric that's been going on with that. Um, so yeah, basically with their league statement, I kind of re-sparked um, more rallies, both pro-choice and pro-life, and kind of re-sparked um, conversations. So I guess we can kind of go into like conversations about both ideologies and then go into what the general logic that SCOTUS has used in their leaked document to gauge what that's going to mean other avenues of liberties that we have. So, yeah. So, like the pro life movement this entire time, pre row, post row, whatever, during row, so far uh, in society have been saying like they just want to protect the unborn, they want to protect life. Like, that's what they want to do, which is why they're so anti-choice, anti-abortion. But it seems like now with this draft being leaked and sort Republicans sort of getting confidence that maybe abortion will be banned in the states that they live in, so the red states, um, I've seen on Twitter, so I don't know entirely like how true or how reliable these claims are. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they are totally true. Um, a lot of governors of red states are trying to, like, ban access to other things, specifically forms of birth control. Like, I think it was the governor of, like, Arizona, I want to say, like, wants to ban access to condoms. And then they want to make birth control only accessible for um, married couples. So gosh, that's crazy. And then like I've seen other tweets of pro-lifers basically saying like, oh, if you're not ready to have kids, then like don't have sex. So it's like it's all very much under this mentality that like people only are having sex to procreate. Like the only reason the only reason people have sex in our society is to eventually have a, a kid. Which, mm -hmm. like, okay, if that is the reason why you believe sex exists, then, like, it seems very black and white of, like, okay, don't have sex, then you won't, like, potentially have a kid. There's no reason to have an abortion, bada-bing, bada-boom. Like, but that's not reality. Like, that's not the reason why, um, first of all, sex exists, but then also the reason why forms of birth control exist like, maybe that's the reason why condoms exist, but, like, the pill and other things, like, it just shows how painfully unaware and, like, scientifically and medically unaware they are of the various reasons why people may use birth control. One of them, mm -hmm. like, to yep. regulate menstrual cycle, to regulate other hormones, all of yep. which have nothing to do with whether or not, like, someone is a virgin or not or like the level of sexual, like how sexually active they are. Like that has nothing, like birth control has nothing to do with sexual activity. Like everyone that is on birth control isn't automatically like sleeping around all the time. Preach. So, so, <laughs> so it's like, it's the lack of like scientific awareness and the lack of like what of understanding of what they're legislating, but still continuing to legislate because it's old white men that don't have uteruses. So it's like, it doesn't affect them um, that are doing it. Like I saw a clip of two congressmen or I, it might've been at the state level or the national level, I can't remember. 
But basically, it was arguing about what exactly plan B is. And plan B prevents ovulation or implantation? Um, implantation. Implantation. It prevents implantation, which is not like an abortion. Like that, that's because it's not affecting the actual egg itself or like the fertilized egg itself. It's just preventing implantation. But there was like this Republican senator or governor, I can't remember, um, who was like insisting that that is the same as an abortion. And it's like, if it's yeah. not affecting the embryo, it's not an abortion. Like that's just science and that's mm -hmm. just medicine. And like facts don't care about your feelings. To quote Ben Shapiro, <laughs> like, it there just, you go. It bring facts, it back. Bring it back. Like facts just simply do not care about your feelings. It's not Honestly, an abortion. Honestly, very quotable. I will, in fact, quote him on that. <laughs> but so that those are my thoughts and why I think, and like that is just like the scientific side of why the pro-life argument is just flawed. Um. Another reason is that, like, pro-life people are super staunchly for life when it's a fetus, like, when it's still inside the mother's womb. But as soon as that baby pops out and is now a, a part of the population, part of the world, they don't care. They Republicans always vote against welfare and, you know, government support systems. They vote against, like... Um, public education and like making sure like the all all public education is properly um funded and things like that they vote against public health care like free health care all of these things that would improve quality of life yeah and they're like no you gotta pull yourself up by the bootstraps <clears throat> so it's easy for them to be pro-life in terms of abortion because the unborn don't require anything of them. They're mm -hmm. not going to say anything because they can't. But as soon as they pop out and they start to have opinions and be able to talk and demand things from them, that's when they're like, oh, no, like, this is on you. You shouldn't have had sex. So that's why it's like there's so much hypocrisy um, surrounding that logic that I'm just like so infuriated and frustrated by this whole by th this news essentially and I, I think a lot of what you're essentially what you discuss like the fundamental theme of that is again something you also said that the fact that it's not a black and white issue and it's so complicated like there are so many layers to the issue like and what you were saying with how like the science behind it like there are so many different reasons people like choose to end in pregnancy. There's so many like different ways you can control it too, like different ad like different types of BC, different, you know, there's yeah. just a lot of different venues and to very black and white be like, oh, we need to get rid of like terminating pregnancy no matter what. And, like we need to get rid of BC. Um, like all these things can be detrimental because it's taking a very case by case basis and just plastering this like one moral law onto that um and i think it can, it can be very damaging um and i kind of see this whole like black and white logic throughout just across the board like again this whole concept that like oh um let's advocate you know let's um like who's gonna advocate for these like fetuses that can't speak for themselves and it's like you're 
like yes agreed like they can't they can't advocate for themselves but at the same time like we need to look at like a bigger picture as well like the fact that i mean i always hear this logic too but the whole like what if that was the kid that was going to cure cancer um i love i love that argument honestly like just discussing it because could that be true absolutely like First of all, the cure to cancer is way more complicated than one person solving one thing. I would like to point that out. Like, there's not one thing that's going to cure all cancer of all forms. Yeah. <laughs> cancer is way more complicated than that. But even going beyond that, like, say, like, we're trying to get the next best, like, the person that's going to be the leading innovator in cancer research, or, like, the biggest name in, like, trying to prevent as many cancers, like, yeah. in the world as possible. Like, if you look at the reality, like, could that happen? Absolutely. Like, could that be the person who would have been like this leader in healthcare and then they like the mom their mom terminated the pregnancy and this kid never came about did it happen sure but if you look at like the reality of a situation for a child that's coming it, like that comes from an unwanted pregnancy like it's a lot more there's like a lot more sociological factors involved that people just don't look at and that's kind of again sure what you were going with in terms of like not um basically not being able to um you know what i mean like how it's convenient to advocate for um sorry i'm back um in terms of not being able to advocate for uh or like it being easier to advocate for um fetuses until they're born because you know if you are the result of an unwanted pregnancy, chances are you're not going to have a good parental support system, a good familial support system. You likely don't have a lot of resources that will help you out. If you do, in fact, go, you'll likely end up in the foster care system, which, as we know, is getting very limited funding um, and has so many kids inundated in the system. So it's, it's just this complicated situation that people think is a very simple solution. Um, so kind of just want to highlight how the whole situation is just so like gray and not black and white and that using kind of black and white logic to support this like moral, like to kind of be anti-abortion as a moral right um, kind of negates all these complicated issues. Um, yeah. Also, another point I wanted to mention with like the science flaws, I also see certain states that will um, argue against ectopic pregnancies, which is just, which honestly just highlights how little these politicians know about science. Because if a pregnancy is ectopic, so that that means that the fetus, the um, fetus started to develop outside of the uterus, which anyone in the medical community knows is unviable. So that means that if that fetus was implanted outside of the uterus, it just can, it will never be a healthy baby because it has to be implanted in the uterus. Um, but there's politicians that say, hey, if it's outside, you have to take that uh, fetus and implant it in the uterus, which would never work. But it essentially creates more trauma because there's so many politicians that don't know basic science, yeah. or sorry, not basic science, but like don't know the science behind these decisions. Um, I guess it just highlights how complicated this issue is and how easy it is for a lot of these politicians to just say that they're anti-abortion just to gain political support um there's yeah. something i wanted to bring up that yeah and i think like to be fair i think there's like a group on twitter of like pro-life OBGYNs or something mm -hmm. and even they are like no an ectop ectopic pregnancy will never be viable like that is an instance where it for the life of the mother you know, an abortion would have to be performed. 
So like, while that group of people, I still believe their logic is flawed, at least they know like the science behind just like the the ectopic pregnancies. Um, So yeah, it's just like these politicians knowing next to nothing about science and medicine when it comes to this subject. And I think Mm -hmm. another thing that another like talking point that I hear from pro-life people is like the right to life trumps any sort of like bodily autonomy, but that is literally not true in every other instance in society. For example, organ donation. Mm -hmm. You could be the only match for someone that is on their deathbed for a kidney, a liver, I don't know, like you have the super rare blood type. Doesn't matter. You're, you don't have to give it to them, even if they will die without it, because you're, they cannot use your resources in order to save them, in order to, you know, in order to have a, a chance at life. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I feel like you can draw a parallel with that, with uh, like a woman wanting to get an abortion or not. It's like this fetus cannot grow and potentially become a baby unless I say, yes, you can use the resources of my body for that. Right. Absolutely. And I don't understand why like that parallel isn't just like immediately understood because it mm-hmm. seems pretty crystal to me, but I don't know. Yeah, I think that kind of something else I, that that kind of, I guess, the counter argument for that from a lot of pro-lifers is always this balance of like, again, like I feel like a lot of people who are pro-choice or pro having the liberty to have an abortion, if that's what you choose, which is being pro-choice essentially, a lot of people who are anti-choice, their main idea is that you shouldn't, like your body autonomy doesn't matter or you shouldn't be able to have a choice to have an abortion because abortion is murder. Um, and I think I want to kind of highlight the flaw in that logic because you personally could believe that abortion is murder and that's your prerogative, right? Like if that is your belief under your faith, under your personal or moral standing, then again, that's your prerogative. But under if we look at pro-choice what that movement essentially means is that you do what's best for you and that any woman has a choice to do what's best for them so if you personally believe that that you would not want to have an abortion for your own again your personal reasons your faith whatever it may be good for you but it basically allows every woman to decide that for themselves and if we kind of look at the law as a whole um getting kind of existential, but the reason laws exist in the first place is that it's a set of moral beliefs that society as a whole all have at least for the most part agreed on, right? Like we've all agreed on certain values and run our society in that way. Like, for example, stuff like um, robbery, um, theft, murder, um, all of those are just general vices that we as a society have decided is not okay and that when it occurs, you get repercussions for it, right? So that's why you go to jail for murder, you go to jail for theft, um, all of these other issues. So if ha- if having an abortion is so controversial, 
that means that it's not a widely accepted belief. So when all these pro-lifers are saying, hey, like we need, you know, abortion is murder. We need to be um, uh, pro, like, pro-life and women shouldn't have the right to choose. Well, we can't have a national rule based on your beliefs, right? It has to be, it, national rules have to be stuff that everyone can agree on. And if not everyone can agree that abortion is murder, why are we making beliefs? Like, why are we making laws based on your faith or your personal belief? Um, kind of just expanding that. Um, so I don't know why we're even having laws that are built on, um, sec- on um, secular beliefs. Um, I think we need to be better about having separation of church and state um, and not having any pro-life arguments be based on faith, since not all of us are the same religion and we need to separate um, faith and religion from um, the laws that we make. So that's just something I wanted to bring up is that, again, we did talk about kind of the logical fallacies within the pro-life movement, but anytime we bring st- bring up stuff like body autonomy and the sociological factors involved with a child that is a result of an unwanted pregnancy, people want to step and say, step in and say, oh, but none of that matters because abortion is murder and we need to stop abortion. Well, the reality is that not all of us, like not everyone thinks abortion is murder. And if not everyone agrees on a rule, then it, you know, we can't really build a law based on a religious belief. So exactly. And like, um, yeah, no, I was just going to go into like, now that there's a potential that Roe v. Wade could be overturned, because the basis of why Roe v. Wade was, you know, um, set as a precedent was through the right to privacy. But the right to an abortion, to be fair, is not explicitly stated in the Constitution. And that's why people are saying because it's not explicitly stated in the Constitution, it shouldn't be, you know, codified into law or shouldn't be granted as a nationally recognized right. But if you were to use that logic for, but you can use that logic for a lot of other things because so many other things are granted as rights on the same basis of a right to privacy. For example, access to adult material, access to Mm. birth control, interracial marriage, gay marriage. I could go on, but I think that's sufficient to say um, so many things that we are, that are seen as normal in our society or granted as rights in our society could also be stripped away under the same basis that it's not explicitly stated in the constitution. And also, you know, what a lot of Republicans love to fight for is the right to bear arms, right to like own an AR-15 or whatever. It's not explicitly stated in the Constitution that you can own an AR-15. You can you have a right to bear arms. That doesn't necessarily mean guns. You can own a knife. A knife is arms. So, so, many, so many things are not <laughs> explicitly stated in the Constitution, but based off of, like, the advancement of our society and, like, you know, varying our interpretation as technology advances we've adjusted like okay this falls under this so yes this is now granted as a right in this country Mm -hmm. so you can't like that logic of like oh it's not explicitly in the constitution therefore we can't make it a nationally recognized right is flawed also yeah i know i'm glad that you're bringing that up and again i feel like anyone who if this is the first time you're kind of hearing that logic be applied on the grander scale scale it might sound dramatic to you be like oh like why are they taking this like 
bleak about SCOTUS potentially overturning Roe v. Wade and turning this into like, oh, you're going to lose all your rights. Like, doesn't that seem very far-fetched? Really not necessarily, again, because of the logic we were talking about. The second you start to think of your liberties as only being allowed to be protected when it's explicitly stated in the Constitution, um, you realize that the Constitution doesn't necessarily explicitly protect a lot of our liberties. And if you're going to apply anything on that level, a lot of our liberties are in jeopardy. Um, and that's important to think about um, everything she had mentioned earlier. All of those are potentially in jeopardy, depending on what the national narrative is, if, you know, if you use that ideology. And I think that's why, in a way, that's flawed. Um, and we should kind of agree on what sort of liberties we're protecting on a national level. Um, so that's where that kind of, that's kind of a fallacy in terms of using the constitution as a basis. Um, and same thing that you were saying with the right to bear arms, like it comes back to um, how much of, I think the, I went this way back in AP government, but I think the term's called originalism or it's basically that the idea where you, the way you interpret the constitution is a very strict adherence to the constitution and right. what it entails. And the reality is that it, was a document written in the 1700s. Like, yeah. this is not going to be, like, you know, we live in the 21st century. There's so many differences that have happened in our society and our country in a million ways. And trying to turn logic into such a strict adherence to such an old document is really not self-serving to a country as a whole. It can lead to so many different jeopard, like, so many different liberties being jeopardized, so... Just kind of tying in why it's not as far-fetched as you think. <laughs> okay, we're back because we can only record up to 30 minutes. using. Shout Anchor, out Anchor. <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay. Um, I also wanted to talk about kind of like the social media reaction to this and kind of like whether or not you think it's performative or whether it like actually would make a difference. Like... So, for example, when this first came out, obviously all the Instagram graphics came out and everyone was, like, posting it on their story. Personally, I don't really do that for political topics like this, even though I am a pretty political person, just because I feel like it just doesn't make a difference. Like, everyone posts the same graphics on their story. Like, we get it. You're a liberal. Like, you care about this, but... <laughs> You, if you're not actively doing anything to like if you're not actively voting for democratic candidates or you're not actively like trying to get the right politicians into office which the right politicians is very that's a gray area um then like posting an instagram graphic is not going to do anything um, i think that's i'm glad that you brought that up sorry quick in interject uh interjection that's yeah. oh my god yeah um, it's late and i'm tired um, but uh i'm glad that you brought that up because i think a lot of like new especially younger generations like millennials millennial gen z um individuals who like post like infographics about certain um situations like they'll get kind of under a, a lot of fire about it not being useful and i just want to say that like in it some information can be useful absolutely but at the same time like Again, if you're, I feel like 
a lot of that like new wave leftist liberals like yeah. well kind of just post and the, it, the reality is what you're saying like it's not that's not what's going to be solving problems and like you don't you know like just sharing one thing because everyone on your feed is sharing an infographic isn't really going to cause any real change um so i guess sure you can kind of go back into what can actually cause change which is the politicians yeah and i just and, like, wanted to go was... into how that's an issue with liberals in general in our age oh yeah <laughs> And I was also going to say, like, another place that I've seen sort of performative, in my opinion, it's performative activism, is, like, there was this sound that was trending on TikTok, and then at the end of it, like, there, it would be, like, a black screen, and people would say, like, keep your laws off our bodies. I don't know if you've seen those types of TikToks. I don't think I actually have, which is surprising. Wait, I can, like, play the audio really Yeah, fast. I actually do, because this will be new for me, too. Um, I just need to find, like, someone that I know. Oh, here we go. Let me, like, increase my volume, but... Have you ever been punched in your motherfucking face? What you say? Oh, you haven't? All right, wait, bitch! Yeah, I want to say, I want to say... Okay, so this is when the black screen's coming up. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to... <laughs> since y'all can't see. Um, yeah. But... Oh, I think I might have actually seen one. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it used in that context, which is interesting. Okay. Um, it was, like, all over my For You page when this these news um first broke out. And, like, a whole bunch of women were posting similar videos. And I thought it was cool, maybe, like, the first two. And then after that, everyone was doing it. And I was like, okay, like, what is this doing, though? You know, like, this shows me that you're pro-choice, but, like, beyond that, if you're not actively trying to get pro-choice people into Congress and on the Supreme Court and, like, in our executive branch, like, as president, um, what is this doing? Your TikTok isn't going to do anything. You know, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just want to be clear, like, I'm, like... It's not necessarily hating on you expressing your beliefs. You are absolutely allowed to express your beliefs. Oh, and if yeah. you're going to do that on social media in any form, go for it. If you're going to do it in person, like however you want to express your beliefs, go for it. And I think, I guess what we're going for is like, I, when you, you also need to turn, like turn concern into action items. So that's why when people say donate to certain funds, go out and contact your representatives, like, yeah. um, you know, a vote in elections, like, that's why I guess that's kind of where we're going out with it is like these are ways to cause actual change when you there is an issue that you don't align with that's becoming a law you know and like one thing that was ironic was I saw actually some Republican women like also posting similar videos so they disagree with the whole Roe v. Wade being overturned thing and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'll see those and I'll be like my sister in Christ, you voted these people in mm-hmm. that have these beliefs. Yeah. Like, this is I, on that's you. That's funny that you mentioned that because also, again, being in the South, I, I feel like I see a lot of um, conservatives and I've, and that's something to bring up. Like, I think we also on this podcast, like, I feel like we always like, we'll use like looping generalizations like, oh, like the right this, the left this. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. okay, obviously there's nuances. Like, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. But it's interesting, especially with this like recent overturning that like I have actually seen a lot of conservatives who also don't agree with it, which is interesting concerning. A con- a con- it's interesting when you look at how much 
the Republican Party kind of uses that as a part of their platform and its yeah. foundation. Um, so yeah, it's something to consider. Like again, you like no matter where you lean politically, like you're allowed to be critical of people in power. Like again, even if you voted them in, you're allowed to be critical of them there. At the same point, it is interesting given the fact that the Republican Party has always kind of run on that platform that on a national level, they don't agree with Roe v. Wade and um, don't really agree with having abortion as a right, being a right and being, you know, a liberty that should be protected on a national level. So it's kind of funny that if you are a conservative and you voted for conservatives or Republicans in office, that you would be upset about that. Yeah. yeah. And think presidents again, Trump, w- Trump was a Republican and he had, he was able to nominate three of our Supreme court justices. So it all comes back to square one, right? Like if you voted for Trump, he became president, he was able to have that right. And now we have three, again, as much as you're supposed to be impartial as a Supreme court justice, three very essentially Republicans. Yeah. Very biased conservative justices on our Supreme yeah. court. So kind of goes to goes to show why voting makes a big difference again you're always allowed to change your mind you're always allowed to be critical of the people you put in power but it's just interesting oh, yeah. to consider that yeah. <laughs> that would be like i voted for biden i don't think he's like a hotshot president like no um in fact he said something about like oh it's up to the people to elect pro-choice people to protect roe but when he was trying to get elected, he was like, oh, I'll codify Roe into law. So he lied, which is like, no. <laughs> that kind of brings up the point um, of, again, like you're allowed to be critical of people, like the politicians like in general and politicians you elect, but also be aware of what platform you are supporting, what platform people are running under, you know, so things to consider like we can be critical of him promising that and then lying um but we're also not we also voted for a democratic candidate and the democratic party doesn't run under an ideology that we don't believe in you know yeah (laughs) exactly um other than that i don't really think i have anything else to say about this issue this to be clear this is a draft Abortion is still legal nationally as of right now. However, if this, I believe that if this draft was leaked, which is totally unprecedented, this usually does not occur, probably means that someone thought it was important enough to leak it because, you know, it's likely that it'll happen. So I think that's something that women across the nation or people with uteruses across the nation need to be aware of Mm -hmm. i guess my takeaway overall is again like i feel like we've talked about kind of our beliefs about the pro-life versus pro-choice movement overall before um but i guess the big picture in today's days again to understand first of all what it means to overturn roe v wade in the first place like it doesn't ban abortions across across our country it just leaves it up to states which means any state that has a um a conservative majority government is likely gonna have laws in place that will ban abortion so that's kind of the gradient we're working with if it were to be true and again it's a leaked statement roe v wade is still 
the precedent in our country today. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just understanding what this means and then what we talked about at the end, what can we do about it? Um, kind of a call to action. Be aware of who you're voting for. Be aware of how you can make a change and, you know, just be informed. So, Yep, exactly. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. Stay tuned for whenever we release another episode. It'll probably be like two months from now, but <laughs> it's fine. It's we'll fine. keep some zingers coming, so stay tuned. Um, but that's all for now. Peace out.